Ramsey Network, this is The Ramsey Show, where we help you get control of your money, get ahead in your career, and get on the path to living well. I'm George Campbell, your host, joined today by Dr. John Deloney, and we are excited, even pumped, pumped. to take your call. That's right. 888-825-5225. We'll talk about your life, your money, your mental health, your relationships, your boundaries, or lack thereof. We're here for you, America, and Hannah joins us in Williamsburg, Pennsylvania. Hannah, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How you guys doing? Fantastic. What's your question today? My question is, um, my husband and I are currently in a rent-to-own situation um, with my parents, a, a property that my parents currently own. Um, my husband just recently, I guess he's been listening to different um, financial advisors and I guess some of them advise not to do that, um, to go to the bank and get a loan out and like pay it out and then just have a loan through the bank. And I was, um, we just been talking about it recently and I was wondering what, um, your guys' advice would be. What's the agreement with the family as far as purchasing this home? Um, as in, you said, you said rent to own. So what are the terms of that? Are you guys um, paying market rent and then at some point it just becomes yours? Yeah, at this point it's like there's a set price that we've agreed to and um, we just kind of like keep our own bookwork as to when we have got that paid off and then when it's paid off it's ours in that sense. And then we would do, then we would go to the bank and do the paperwork to switch it over. Oh, uh, so is it a certain point you go get the loan and it becomes yours? No, you're not talking about bank. You're talking about going to the title company and having a Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Okay. He's kept talking about getting a loan, but I'm confused because oh, so it sounds he was like... like... I guess he was thinking some people were... Some financial advisors were saying it's not smart to do like an agreement just with among family to like go and get a loan from the bank and say, pay our parents out for it and then just owe the bank money and slowly pay off. Yeah, it does get messy when it's family. And you're kind yeah, of paying so into something that's know. not I mean, yours. We've never had an issue, and my parents have done this with my other siblings. Like my parents own a couple of rental properties, and they've done this with them. So I mean, I've seen I've seen it work out, you know. So I don't know. That's what I thought. Well, I, I how, how long are you How long are you in debt to your parents? Um, so we've been here about two years. I think we have about just over eight more years if we just do the bare minimum payments right now um, to finish paying it off. And are they doing? Are they charging you no interest? Yeah, no interest. Okay. So, what does that amount to? The amount you will have paid over that time? Um, currently, I think about right now we have about just over sixty thousand left. Okay. I'm just wondering: Are you paying more into it than the home is actually worth? No. Or is this an incredible deal for you guys? It's because an incredible you paid deal, in no interest. Yeah. yeah. Did you pay in a hundred grand and the home's deal. worth I mean, three hundred? They're they're charging us like they bought it and they remodeled like they they did some upgrades and stuff so they pretty much just charged us what in a sense I guess what they paid for it just plus the upgrades that they did nothing. But that that doesn't like I could care less about that if that if they bought the house for five hundred thousand they put two hundred thousand in it and then they they're seven hundred thousand in it but the house is worth three fifty they're ripping you off, right? So I don't, I can't. No, 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 it's not. Um, okay. I, <laughs> it's not. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to even think what the original set price was. 
That's okay. Um, we we trust you. Like you, you're getting a great deal on it, and it's an yeah, interest-free no, 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 deal. Yeah, it is a good deal. It's, it's okay. not. Yeah, like, I trust the integrity of the parents. That at all. That's not. But at all. you're asking, should we should we go get a loan today to be done with the parent side and just give them the sixty grand and say, hey, we're good. It's ours. Yeah, now. I guess a lot of people have just been in his ear saying, no. That that's makes not me a good feel idea. better because then it's actually always. mine. My home's on. You know, my name is on the title, and if something happens, it's my house. And I yeah, wasn't I paying into this for eight more years, all for something to fall through. Yeah, I think that's where I think he's more caught up. Yes. So I would guess that he's got more of a problem with, um, well, I'll just ask you a hard question. We'll just we'll just do this here. Do your parents speak into how you raise kids, what you're doing? Does, is there, does he comment on your husband's work? Like, oh, I wouldn't be driving a Ford. I'd be driving, right? Is there a participation in his life in that way? No. <laughs> Okay. Actually not. I feel like my parents are very much the opposite. Okay. I mean, and he would tell you, I feel like that's his thing. Like he, when we talk about it, he's always like, I never feel like they would be like that. And I never feel, but he's always like, I see this happen with other people. Right. And I think that's more of our hiccup. Like we've seen it or hear things that, you know, they've done, somebody else has done a rent to own. And then, you know, something happened in the parental child relationship that it bit them. That's later. right. Or you're going to have a kid and then it's like, oh no, my kid is not going to that school and it's like well that is the school and now we've got a whole mess and it's like well i'm thinking we do, my house. i mean we just had our first child within the last two months okay. i mean we still haven't seen any like hiccups but um sure, sure. so here, here's yeah. what me and george are saying they're not going to guarantee that there's hiccups your parents may be amazing they may be wonderful our show wouldn't exist if people weren't following plans that everybody else told them to do and they went sideways yeah you see what i'm saying and so uh like i'll let george tell you the math of it i think this is a there's no way to, to go forward without a hard conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. This would have been a way easier conversation on the front end saying, Hey, we'd love to buy this house, but we want to go, we want it to be ours. And so we'd love to buy it at the price you're offering, but we want to go to a bank and do it. Now y'all are a couple of years into it and you're kind of into it. Right. Okay. And do so, you love the house. Do you yeah. want to live there? Yeah. See now, and this is like, and it's a, it's a house that's been in my family um, like my grandfather built it. So it's kind of like we wanted to keep it in the family. It's kind of why we did it. Okay. Well, if I'm in your shoes, I would go get, get write him a check and go get a loan and pay this thing on our own and have our name on the title. Okay. And that, how much, are you guys in debt at all other than the mortgage? Um, yeah, we have, a, we have a car loan. Okay. That's it. Well, our A1 is getting rid of the car loan. Yeah, that, so that's what we've been working on right now. Okay. How, much, you, how much do y'all make a year? Um, so that's a little bit different because I just stopped working when we had our son. I'm okay. going to guess it, so he's the only one working. I'm thinking, and he just got a raise, so don't quote me, but I'm thinking we're going to be just over between 60 to 70 this year. Okay. And you think it's going to take you eight years to pay off $60,000? Well, that's, that's what it was set. Okay, okay. What is your rent every your minimum month? minimum payments. Um, What's the rent amount every month? Uh, 600 Oh, Okay. So this is this is real low rent you're paying, that which is why it's taking so long to get it to sixty. Yeah, so grand. that's why we were knocking out other debt. We got our credit card debt away, and we were we're working on our car, and then it was going to be like, okay, then we were going to knock out the house. But if we just did bare minimum, yeah, this is a snail's pace. If you go get a loan for sixty grand from your local credit union, and you go hard at that thing, and you start paying a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks a month, two thousand dollars a month, this thing is going to be gone within a few years instead of eight. Mm-hmm. And that, and George, I. You can push back and say, you're an idiot, Deloney. Um, I would never do that. We do that off air quite a bit. Um, <laughs> if you could 
come up with a mathematical way that in two years it's going to be done and go tell your mom and dad, hey, in two years, we're going to accelerate this. I'm going to go back to work. We need some help with childcare because we don't want to be in hawk to y'all anymore. It, it is a, it's a, and your parents are doing great and everybody's in good, doing well together and it's interest free. I wouldn't have a problem with it, but beyond 18, 24 months, go get a loan and just simplify your life. Yeah. It's a little too squishy for me because at any point they can go, nope, still our That's house ours. technically. Sorry. Yeah, that just makes me, I don't, I wouldn't sleep well at night. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. This is The Ramsey Show. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender 1749 mallory lane suite 100 brentwood tennessee 37027 With the rising cost of everything these days, a lot of folks are worried about having enough money in their bank accounts to get through the month. The good news is no matter where you're at with money today, and no matter the state of the economy, you can get on a path to building wealth. So at our Building Wealth live events we've been doing, you'll learn simple, common sense principles to build real, lasting wealth. And this tour is blowing up. We've already sold out two nights, and the rest of these events are on track to sell out real soon. So if you're thinking about joining us, don't wait to the last minute because your chance might be gone. So we're going to Phoenix, September 12th. That's a new date because we sold out the following night, the 13th. So if you want to join us in Phoenix, September 12th is the date. Sacramento on November 1st, sold out. Minneapolis, still open November 10th. San Antonio on November 15th. And passes start at just 25 bucks, or you can get a four-pack starting at 60 bucks. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash events to reserve your seats now. You can hang out with Dr. John Deloney, Ken Coleman, Rachel Cruz, Dave Ramsey, and I'll be there too. And so we'd love to meet you. It's been so fun going on the road, John, and getting some FaceTime with these people and hearing their stories. Mm, I love and it. And there's some electric energy in that room. Yeah. And you and Ken do a little pre-show, if you will, yep. with some awesome content about mental health, work, relationships, and how it all ties in to building wealth. Yeah, it's a blast. You don't want to miss it. RamseySolutions.com slash events. Jay joins us up next in Atlanta. Jay, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, What's uh, going on? I'm weighing the, I'm weighing the option of uh, potentially going back to school for my MBA and just wanted to get your insights and thoughts. I'm a little bit um, kind of senior in my career. I have a good income, and uh, me and my wife are on four, five, and six. And just want to see what y'all's thoughts are and things that I should be considering. So why an MBA? So currently I'm, I'm in uh, the accounting field and I work with, uh, working a large uh, public company. And I'm wanting to more transition to like an FP net or financial planning analysis or strategic role, so to say. 
Do you have a role in mind that is MBA required? Like I've got a I got a friend who's an exec with a comp with a large company, and they asked him to join the senior tier, but it's MBA is a minimum, and so he's having to go back and get an MBA so that he can join. Like it's just that's I don't care how much experience you have. This is just a credential to get into the door, and I'm inviting you into the door. Is it one of those kind of things, or do you think this is going to differentiate you, and you just want this credential in your back pocket? I think it's going to differentiate me. Um, I, I just started a new role at a new company and um, was kind of exploring some career opportunities within it and kind of found in talking to some folks that, you know, transitioning from accounting to some of the other roles is a little bit more difficult. So thinking that I might have this degree might help me make that jump a little bit easier. I'm just wondering if there's other, you know, financial planning certifications that you could do that are faster, cheaper, that don't require an MBA. Because in my experience, like John mentioned, some there's some requirements, but a lot of the times people kind of feel stuck and they just go, well, I'm going to go back and get my MBA and hope things work out. And so I don't want you going down that path to where this is a waste of time, doesn't increase your income, doesn't get you to, to where you want to be. So I would just do some more yeah. research and have conversations with those employers or check the requirements. And a lot of times, sometimes the MBA is a nice to have, but increasingly, I think they're less important unless you're in one of those fields like John mentioned. The, the, here's the, the the last data I looked at, Jay, and I've been out of university setting for um, a couple of years now, okay? The last data I looked is if you can afford it, if you pay cash for it, and you can go to a excellent school and you are committed to getting inv- involved with the, your class, okay? Like you make close, deep connections with your classmates and your professors, that it's an extraordinary buy, okay? If you are simply, if you are trying to learn how to do some things, and this is an avenue that you want to take in an adjunct to the work that you're doing every day, and you can afford it, um, it's a good investment. If you're going to go take $250,000 in loans out and mortgage a job that you don't even have yet, it's insanity. If you're going to just do the bare minimum to get the credentials so you can move with, move on with your life. It's insanity. Okay. Okay. That's yeah, what I would say. That. So don't go don't go borrow a bunch of money. Is that is that ultimately what you're asking us? Yeah, it was going to be cash free. Or, you know, we were going to do it. Um, we were going to cash flow it. Um, you know, we we don't have any debt other than our mortgage and uh, make a pretty good income to tr- um, to kind of cash flow throughout the. The program. I, I don't have any just problem with cash flow and MBA if you're working and, and getting it. I would sit down with some of your senior leaders and just say, hey, what does this jump look like? Just get some clarity there. But if you're in cash flow, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Just make sure you all know what you're investing in and make sure you go, if you're going to do it, go all in. Okay. As our friend Ken Coleman would say, make sure that your education matches the goal. And so that's what I'm trying to confirm here, that it's the right path for him instead but of just a You point. said something important, George. People often just get stuck in their career and they think, well, I'm just going to go get a graduate degree and maybe that will be the... And often it's not. Often you find yourself highly indebted or you've just spent three or four years. Like when I was in education and I knew I want to learn more about mental health, getting a PhD in counseling was an avenue towards becoming very skilled at a particular thing. Very specific right? purpose. That's you right. Had. Right, right. Love it. All right. Kevin joins us up next in Miami. Kevin, welcome to the show. Welcome to Miami. I apologize for that, yes. Kevin. <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. I've been a big fan of you guys for a while now. Um, so my question, it's more of an advice, is on what 
I should or we should do with my fiance on saving for our wedding and setting up after we move in. Okay. What's the issue currently? So, well, right now we're both going to school. Uh, I'm working, we're both working full time. So as you might know, Miami is pretty expensive area to live in. Oh yeah. So yeah. So we're going to school and, and working. It's, we can't really do double shifts kind of, uh, since we're doing full time, hopefully by next year we will be graduating from um, college. So that should help a lot. But at the moment, I'm not sure. Right, well, right now I'm, I'm doing 15% of my income towards the savings or towards retirement. 50% we or 15? 15. 15. Sorry, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Are you guys out of debt? Yeah. I'm, Both of you? Uh, well, I am out of debt. Um, I finished paying off about 19 grand, which was my car maybe six months ago. Awesome. Uh, following the baby steps. And so right now, well, once we move in or we get married, the only debt we'll really have will be her car, which, and that's if we even keep it because right now we're talking, we, we have decided or she has decided to sell the car, um, to sell the car, to get rid of the debt and get a, maybe a beater car, you know, less. Yeah, that's a good plan. So you're, you're trying to make sure you cash flow this wedding. And so you're wondering how does this all play into it? Yeah. And when is the wedding? And, uh, we're hoping to, well, the wedding date is April 28th. Okay. So we've got some time. Yeah. Do you know how much it's going to cost? Uh, well, we're doing everything ourselves. We're doing very budget, very humble, I guess. It's costing about 13 grand total for okay. the wedding. And is that on you two to pay for all of that? No family help? Uh well, they have helped us with about six grants uh, together, both of them. Both and you families. still owe 13 on your end? Uh, no, no. It'll be the difference. Okay. So, so that I'm just total, trying to get yeah. on paper, what is the goal? The goal right now is $7,000 by April to make sure yeah. we pay all the vendors and deposits and all that yeah. good stuff. And so then the yeah. question becomes, can I save up $7,000 while doing all this other stuff, while going to school, while working full-time, while investing? And if the answer is no, then it's okay to, to pause right now and stack up cash so that we don't go into debt for this wedding. Yeah, correct. But that's, I feel like, you're, dude, you've been going hard. You paid off that car, nineteen grand. You could save up $7,000 between now and April and probably still invest 15%, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. And we also say have with confidence, Kevin. Yes. No confidence. Yes. Okay, that didn't instill a lot, <laughs> but I'll take it, Kevin. I will take it. I believe in you, man. You call us back if you need help. And once you guys are married, combine bank accounts and then start attacking her debt after the wedding day. There you go. Thanks so much for the call. This is the Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, host of the Fine Print and Entree Leadership Podcast, joined by Dr. John Deloney, host of The Dr. John Deloney Show, which has been just exploding in popularity, John. 
So That's congratulations on that. Pretty wild. You can catch it on YouTube, podcast, you name it. And uh, all of those shows that I just mentioned are on the Ramsey Network, and you can find them on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts, and I encourage you to do so. Open phones this hour, 888 Tyler joins us up next in Anchorage, Alaska. Tyler, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, so um, just wanted to call in. I'll be moving. I'll be relocating with my company um, here in the next couple of weeks. Um, I was intending on buying a house. That fell through. Um, so the equity in my house is just going to be sitting in in the bank account. Um, and I've got a rental set up, and I'm, I'm trying to make the decision of, you know, pursuing a, a home purchase still uh, for myself and my family or, um, you know, taking the dive and, and paying off my only outstanding debt, uh, which is my, my student loans uh, still. Um, so just kind of wanted to get some advice uh, from you guys on that. How much do you have in student loans? Uh, I've got $47,000 still outstanding. Okay. And what's your income? Um, I got, uh, it's about 150 a year. Um, that's gross, about 8,000 take home each month. Fantastic. And you're talking about your family here and moving, where are you moving to from Alaska? Uh, we're moving to the Midwest. Um, we're going uh, to Ohio. Okay. What's the net profits of the home sale going to be? Um, so it, it's going to be around a hundred and, uh, I think 120, 130, something like that. Okay. How much money do you guys have in the bank outside of that? Um, we've got somewhere around twenty to twenty-five thousand um, dollars in savings. So, okay. and then uh, you know, a bit of personal information, but um, po- possibly heading into a, a divorce, um, oh. heading down there too. So, so certainly uh, a hard time. Yeah, thank you for that. Certainly a hard time. Um, you know, I don't want to get on my feet and make sure I do all the right things. And I, I think. You know, it'd certainly be nice to have one less, you know, uh, thing over my head and, and get rid of all the debts and, and finally be debt-free. So yeah. I've uh, had this for about five years now, um, paying off slowly. So, Well, regardless of an impending divorce, I would tell you to get rid of all your debt before going into another home purchase. That's going to make it a lot less stressful. So with that 120 130 you get from the home sale, we're going to clean up that student loan debt, which is still going to leave you with, what, seventy grand or so? Yep, something like that. Which will yeah. become your new kind of down payment savings. I would leave the 2025 there as your emergency fund, and you could be going into a storm. And so I think it's really wise to rent for a while until you know what's next for you. Go rent for a year, and then save up on top of that. You've got a big pile of cash. Once you know what's next for you, you can buy a house in the future. Tyler, does, okay. your, does your spouse have an equity claim to this, to part of this money? Yeah, it- it, it would be it would be split um, almost entirely. I think with our savings and the home equity, we'd, we'd each kind of walk away with eighty to ninety thousand okay. uh, dollars once everything's settled. So okay, okay. Um, Tyler, you can listen to this. I'm asking George's question. Um, this is going to go counter to what I've said over and over and over again. So tell me, punch holes in this if I'm if I'm wrong. The and again, I say this tongue-in-cheek, but the latest word is there's going to be some sort of announcement on what the final plan with the student loan forgiveness will be coming in the next couple of weeks. I would, if this was me, I would wait two weeks before I, I did, just find out what the what, what they say is going to happen. I have an idea of what's going to happen, and it's not going to be to wipe out all $47,000 of this dude's loans, but of Tyler's loans, but... Is that worth waiting for that, or is it? I'm not, I'm just not giving that credence anymore. 
I mean, I wouldn't give it credence, but there's not going to be a lot of harm in waiting two weeks either. Okay. My guess is they just kick the can down the road. They say, we're going to forgive this very specific portion of people who got scammed or this level of debt. It's not going to make a huge dent. Uh, but if you want to wait two weeks and then pay them off, either way, regardless of the divorce, I'm going to pay these off as part of this move and part of the home sale to clean up my mess yep. and have a solid financial foundation because you're going to need that regardless of what happens next okay. with this move and the divorce. But yeah, I mean, if you want to wait two weeks, I'd, it would it would blow my mind if they were like, no matter how much debt you have, it's it's wiped away. America, we're clearing the decks, right? It's only happened once, and it was Jesus who did it. And uh, <laughs> the White House ain't wiping nothing away. So uh, sure. Uh, sure. we're wishing you the best, Tyler, with what's next, man. That's, yeah, a, sorry, that's a lot of life change that's about to happen. But the good news is uh, you are going to clean up this debt real fast. You've got a great income. And uh, we're wishing you the best with this move and this new career thing and this, this divorce situation. That's tough. Isaiah joins us up next in Oklahoma City. Isaiah, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How can John and I help? So I had a question about purchasing a semi-truck. Okay. Is this for your business? Right. I'm currently a local... (laughs) No, George. He's going to drive it around the neighborhood. John, stranger things have happened. (laughs) I'd probably make more money. But (laughs) anyway, so it's essentially like buying a house almost. I mean, they cost upwards of $200,000. Um... The only thing, it's, I guess it's like a 20% down payment as well, but the loan term is more like a car, five, six, seven, eight years. And I just wanted you guys' advice if that would be a wise decision right now at my age or not. What are you doing now for work? Um, I'm a local CDL driver, truck driver. Okay. How old are you? 26. Do you have any debt currently? Yes, I've got... About five thousand student loan, fifteen on a car, and about one forty on my mortgage. Okay. Well, uh, you're not going to like my answer, but it is not to buy a two hundred thousand dollars semi truck and go into debt for that. But hey, okay. like you just met us and you didn't really meet us from the phone. Please, whatever you do, don't take out a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage against a depreciating asset. Please, okay. And this is okay. this is future you talking to yourself through me and George. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. It's going to be this. really hard to get a business off the ground when you have, you know, $400,000 in debt looming on your shoulders as you try to kickstart right. a brand new business at 26. So what's wrong with your current job? It sounds like you're not happy there. No, I mean, it's, I mean, it's got its ups and downs. The pay's not bad. I mean, I'm home every night. Um, I just... You know, it's the if you bought your own truck, it's, you could possibly be just successful and just make just money on end. I guess you just hey, you just said it. You just said it perfectly. Possibly, yeah. And the other side of possibly is you can have four hundred thousand dollars in debt as a twenty-six-year-old, and um, you think you know what stress is. You have four hundred thousand dollars worth of bank sitting on top of you, man, and it will take your soul. Right, and that's why I just wanted to hear from you guys because I didn't know if that is a lot. I mean, almost half a million, I guess. But if that would be any kind of exception, just nope. because you could make 
Okay. Uh, we, I wouldn't take out $200,000 loan to, to buy a burger stand. Or I wouldn't take a $200,000 loan to buy a lawn business. Like I'm not going to take out a loan to buy a business because I I don't know when the next COVID's sitting around the corner, man. I don't know when the next government right. regulation on a thing is going to come into. I don't know when they're going to – gas is going to go up to $17 an hour, and I've got my own – I mean $17 a mile or whatever – that's not really a calculation for gas, but you know what I mean. I don't know any of those things, right. but the bank still gets their money every month, and I'm just not going right. to live like that. We we run our business here at Ramsey Solutions completely debt-free at the speed of cash, and that's what you need to be doing as well if you want to be successful as an entrepreneur. And so that means we're going to clean up our personal mess here. We're going to get rid of the student loan, the car loan. Uh, you can, The mortgage will fall into baby step six, but if you want to do this, it means it might be seven years from now when we save up a hundred grand and we buy a used semi in cash to kickstart this business. Hey, I think it's a good call out, George. Most people don't know. Dave built half this building. He just built half. One wing. It was just like a one winged airplane. We'll do the rest when we have the cash. When we have cash, we'll do the rest. And then we got the cash, did the rest. But it's literally at the speed of cash. Right. Yeah. And you can do it. I'm going to send you a copy of Dave's book, Entree Leadership. It's Wisdom from the Trenches in Business. And part of that talks about how to do this uh, with financial peace as you kickstart a business. So hang on the line. Austin will send you a copy of Entree Leadership. Thanks for the call. What's up, America? You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. Their 100% satisfaction guarantee means even if you mismeasure or pick the wrong color, as John and I are prone to do, they will remake your blinds for free. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best deal. All right, the question comes from Kate in Kentucky. Kate writes... I'm 23 years old. I started working in banking at 16 and never went to college because I didn't enjoy school and wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm not married and I have no kids. After working through my mental health challenges of the past 18 months, I realized I have a lot of work potential and I think it would be a good idea for me to go to college. My job will pay 100% for A's, 90% for B's and 80% for C's up to 3000 bucks a year. I've never seen that before. Fascinating. It's like a it's like a it's how grandparents do it. Yeah. It's awesome. Some incentive. Up front, I would need to purchase a laptop then pay for the books and anything above the $3000 along the way. I'm currently in baby step 4 and wonder if I should stop retirement contributions altogether, just go down to the match or get a second job to cash flow college. Mm. So there's a lot of unknown variables in here like how much do you make a year do you have a stable place to live and all that kind of stuff um but we do know she's out of debt and she's investing has an emergency fund if she's saying she's on baby step four there so you that's go good but i do like this i do like um i didn't want to go to, I, I didn't want to go to school right away so i went to the workforce and now i've got a couple of years in and now i found a thing that i think i like and now i'm ready to double down on it which i love that's great self-awareness at 23 most yes. people realize that at 43 exactly and they have a lot of regret and feel like they wasted a lot of time that's right but it's um, a, it's my recommendation would be to go 
begin at a community college. Yes. 3000 bucks can get you a long way um, at a community college and begin to get a lot of this work underneath you um, and then begin to figure out what, what comes next after that. Yeah, my personal goal would for uh, her, I like her second option of getting a second job to cash flow college and going to a, a school that's as affordable as possible right. because it sounds like she she's not quite sure what the path is and community college is a great place to not you're not wasting time. You're getting all your prerequisites in. You can always transfer to a different school and finish out a four-year degree if you want to do that. But I love the idea of her continuing to invest. I mean, she's been working since 16. Who knows how long she's been investing yeah. and how that's going to set her up for success to be a, a Baby Steps millionaire very early in life. So Is my it okay to, to stop job. retirement contributions while you're doing this? Um, it would be if it means the option is to go into debt okay. for your student loan. I would say, okay, we're going to do anything we can to pause right now, and this is kind of a storm. We need to make sure we cash flow education. And if that means going down to the match for a temporary period of time, I would be okay with it. But I love the idea of the second job uh, to cash flow it. Now, okay. it's going to be a lot, going to college and working two jobs. We may have to scale that back down. But if the job covers 3000 and that covers community college, that solves a whole lot of problems. There we can go. focus on the job and school. So thanks for the question, Kate. Appreciate that. Christine joins us up next in Minneapolis. Christine, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. How can John and I help? Um, I'm calling. I have a question for you. Um, I recently inherited some money, and I would like to use um, some of it, maybe about half of it, to uh, buy a house and pay cash. I have a financial advisor that is telling me to just put 20% down on the house and then invest the rest with him. Um, <laughs> I could have no guessed way. that was going to be the response. Christine, that's bananas. Do you trust yeah. your financial advisor? Well, it's a new financial advisor. I'd never really worked with one before. But with this inheritance, I thought I better get the advice. Okay. Well, how and much is the inheritance? Um, just under a million. Wow. And where did it come from? Um, the death of my father. Oh, I'm sorry. How recent was this? Uh, last fall. Mm. What was his name? David. Good guy? Yeah. That's pretty amazing. He left quite the legacy. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 53. 53. Incredible. So what's your financial situation right now? Do you have any debt? Do you have money in the bank? I have a 401k, no debt, and I have a pretty decent job. Okay. And you have an emergency fund already? Um, no, but I thought I would build it up with that money. That was That's quite the emergency <laughs> fund. So do you have a home currently? Well, I'm recently divorced, so I have to go out and buy my own place now on my own. Okay. Are all the I's dotted and T's crossed on the divorce? Yes. Okay. So hey, can, I, can we pause real quick before you answer, George? Yes. Christine. Yes. I want... <laughs> I'm smiling here because you know why? You're really smart. And you're coming out of one tragedy followed by another tragedy. And somewhere along the way, probably a lot of different times, you've been convinced that you're not smart or that you shouldn't trust yourself. Or you should trust other people. And you know, like you're just telling me, George, you know exactly what you should do. And yet you ran into a financial advisor that was giving you bananas, bonkers information. So George is going to walk you through this, but I want you from this moment forward to never again believe that you're not smart. Is that fair? Sure. Thank you. 
Is am I right? Yeah. Yes. You are really smart and you've done a good job and your dad did a great job with you. You're lucky you. and he was lucky. Both of you. Fair? Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Beautifully said, John. So as far as your situation, Christine, I think it's very wise to buy a reasonable house in cash. You can invest the rest of that money. Um, and I would fire a financial advisor today and say, hey, thanks so much for all the advice. I'm going to be moving on. <laughs> Do it and in song, Christine. Just sing. That would be nice. But I would connect with one of our SmartVestor pros at RamseySolutions.com. They've got the heart of a teacher, and uh, they'll actually help educate you on why they're saying what they're saying. And they're not going to just say, oh, Christine, you shouldn't. You should put 20 No, you shouldn't buy a house in cash. They're going to say, fist bump, that's awesome that you bought a house in cash. How can we help you make the most and maximize all of this wealth that you've amassed? And that's what I want for you from a financial advisor. That's what you're looking for as you start interviewing them. So that's what I would encourage you to do. What What does a reasonable house look like for you? Well, um, you know, two years ago, I was looking at um, anything kind of in the 300s, but now with the way the home prices have inflated, um, those comparable homes are now in the fours and close to five. So, Okay. Are you going to stay in the, in the area that you're in? Yes. Okay. Um, one of my mentors told, who taught me about counseling and about especially dealing with life after trauma, one of his rules was six to nine months, six months to a year after something hard, like the loss of a loved one, after a divorce. Um, don't make any wild major decisions. But if you're staying in the same area, an area you've been in a long time, you know this area, right? So this isn't a wild decision for you. This is where your life is. Is that right? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Okay, okay. And when it comes to a large sum of money, sometimes it helps to have some balance because you may feel out of balance going and, and buying a house right now. And so I like to look at it through the lens of give, save, spend. So may we give some to a, a charity you're passionate about, your local church, wherever you want to give, uh, bless someone with that. We're going to save some, we're going to invest a chunk of this, and we're going to spend it. Spend it on Christine. What would Christine want to do? Would Christine want to go on a trip? Does she need to upgrade the car? Does she need a mani-pedi? I don't know what that is for you, <laughs> but enjoy it too. I think your dad would have wanted that. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, as the dad of a six-year-old little girl, I could think of nothing else than I'm able to leave her close to a million dollars one day when I pass away and she's coming off a situation where she's not safe and she's exposed and I've set her up in a position to go buy herself a home with cash. I can't think of a cooler thing that I could, as a dad, I could leave my daughter other than character and love and all that stuff. It's incredible. Um, do you think your dad would, would, would be honored by you going to buy yourself a home? Oh, yes. He'd love that. Yeah. That's think, great. I mean, How much do you have in your awesome. 401k, Christine? Uh, about close to 700000 That's incredible. Well, you can go ahead and max out your 401k for the year while you're at it. Just to <laughs> high-five yourself. To I mean, you're doing so great. <laughs> so proud of you. Thank you so much for trusting us with this call. We appreciate it. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to Dr. John Deloney, all the guys and gals in the booth, Austin and Will and Andrew and Kelly and you, America. We appreciate you listening. We'll be back real soon. Hey, 
Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com slash show. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from the Ramsey Network, like The Rachel Cruz Show. Money should be fun, not stressful. I'm Rachel Cruz, and I'll show you practical tips on how to save money in your everyday life and get out of debt even faster on The Rachel Cruz Show. I'll show you that you can take control of your money and create a life you love. Listen to The Rachel Cruz Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.